Hello and welcome to this week's Running Tales podcast. I'm Craig Lewis and our guest today is marathon runner and running coach David Abbott. David only started running seven years ago when he was 35, but within a year he'd already hit the qualifying time for Boston and has gone on to complete several sub three hour marathons. The American has also started coaching in Japan, where he now lives, and has gathered a popular following on Twitter, where he goes under the moniker Mr. Slow, Easy, Comfortable, a reference to his dedication to the mantra that long, slow runs can make you faster as a runner. I spoke to David about his advice for new runners, how strength training plays a huge part in his own running, and about how and why he has gained such a strong social media following. But to start with, I asked David about how he first discovered running. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a funny story. I was in, um, so I live in Japan and I was home in the U.S. visiting in 2016. And so my my mom's a big runner. She's very involved with her running club. So I went to a, a social function of hers, um, you know, with a bunch of runners. And I was talking to them like, wow, these people are really nice. I should join a running club when I get back in Tokyo to, you know, just kind of uh, make some friends or meet some people. I, I, I didn't really have like an intention of being a runner. I, I kind of I thought of it more like socially, but, um, once I, I started, I, I got hooked. So that was kind of my, my, uh, intro to running. Yeah. And, and did you do, did you do a lot of fitness stuff beforehand or was it sort of nothing? And then, oh, I fancy doing running or a natural progression. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been very active in sports my whole life. So, you know, I played, in high school and college, football, rugby. Um, I've done a lot of weightlifting, basketball. So I've I've always loved playing sports. And you know, even even before I joined the running club, I was the classic uh, run a five k as fast as you can a, a couple times a week. So so yeah, I, I definitely had a um, you know the fitness background for it. So it wasn't it wasn't too difficult, I guess, transition into it. Yeah. So so I guess you went back to um, Japan and you thought I'm gonna give this running a bit of a crack now how, how did that go I mean first of all I guess what what is the running scene like in Japan because I have I have no idea oh Japan has a amazing running culture uh there are so many runners here um so many races that are well organized and uh yeah it's a great place to run um the the running club in particular that I joined is called Namban Rengo it's a international running club so you know it's maybe half foreigners, half, half Japanese. Um, and yeah, the, so my, um, I guess my progression for running is the, uh, the running club has a Wednesday night intervals. And, you know, before that I had never done interval training. I'd never done really anything other than run a 5k as fast as I could. So what I found is that after like a couple months of doing these, these weekly intervals, my 5k time you know, went down by like a uh, 90 seconds or something. So I got, I got hooked very quickly on the, the progress I made, especially on my uh, shorter distance. Yeah. And, and did you find the, the community out there to be, to be something that helped you with the running as well? And, or, or was it kind of for you a, a fitness and goal setting thing? No. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I think all of the, you know, runners who I met through the club, um, you know, runners are, are great just everywhere you go. And they were very supportive and saying, Hey, you should do, you know, your first half marathon marathon. So it was, um, 
yeah, it, it felt like a very natural, I guess, progression into my, my running career. Um, and I've, you know, I have a lot of good friends, um, you know, on, on the club I've been, I've been with them for basically seven years now. Yeah. Um, and, and what was that sort of love at first sight with, with, with running then? And did, did running take over immediately or at what stage did it take over kind of becoming your, your main, your main sport, because you've done all these other sports in the past and so on. Yeah. So it's funny. I think, you know, so I kind of, I went through this progression, right. I just started out running intervals. Um, I did, you know, my first half marathon, that was a huge, you know, I, I didn't think I was capable of that. And then I, I think really what the turning point was, was my first marathon. Um, because due to, you know, due to like an injury I had and some other reasons, um, wasn't able to really train for it well. And I, I compounded that with the classic, uh, runner mistake of, of going too fast. So I, I had this horrible experience in my first marathon of just, it was, it was so painful, but, but right after that, I was really determined to improve my time. You know, I thought, oh, I can do a lot better than this. So, um, I immediately, like that night I signed up for another marathon, um, six weeks later, I improved my time by a little, you know, I did some long runs, but I had, um, I had really no idea of what, you know, an aerobic base or what, what training was. So I think that was, um, that was where I became obsessed with running of <laughs> just like that the summer of 2017, I, I ran uh slow for almost every morning like you know one to two hours just really um poured myself kind of into improving at it yeah i i want to kind of get onto that in a bit because i know that's a big a big thing for you the kind of running slow to improve your times and and so on but first of all i just wanted to 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 ask kind of where, where has the running career taken you what sort of events have you done what are your favorite events and uh uh how's how's it all work for you because i know you've you've certainly came up with some pretty fast times on that marathon now yeah i mean so i i've done um 10 marathons total one one ultra marathon i would say the the highlight of my running career was probably the 2019 boston marathon uh my first um sub three marathon in 2017 qualified me for the boston marathon so that was you know I had never imagined that I was going to run any marathon, let alone Boston. So I think that was probably the, um, you know, that's been maybe the highlight so far of, of my running career. Yeah. Uh, have you done the, uh, have you done Tokyo? Cause obviously that's when people are looking at the, the big marathons, that's normally the one they, they, they come oh, to. Last, but <laughs> I would, you know, I would love to run Tokyo. It, it's a, um, the qualifying for it. It's a two forty five to qualify for men, regardless of age. And it's, um, the, the, it's so popular, the lottery, yeah. you have like a less than a 10% chance of getting selected. So I've, I've tried, I've tried to enter it, uh, several times. So maybe, uh, one of these years I'll get accepted, but yeah, that, that would be great to do all of those, you know, the world majors. Um, I would definitely like to do Tokyo and, and the others. Mm. So David, the way we we sort of came across each other was uh, was via Twitter because um, I, I quite often sort of look at some of the feeds you put on there, and you you'll give kind of like coaching advice to people and uh, hints and tips of how to improve their their running. Um, was that something you just fell naturally into along the way? 
Yeah, it's it's funny you ask that because so um when I started my Twitter account, I I you know made it run lift, run lift. It's just kind of the things I liked doing, running and lifting. And I, I didn't really have um an idea of like what there would be an audience for or what you know, I thought I was gonna talk about, you know, dieting and <laughs> I don't know, other whatever, anything related to fitness, but I found that um, when I was posting, you know, running videos and things like that, that that drew the um, the biggest audience. And then especially the kind of the run slow message, uh, people really gravitated towards that. So I, I didn't really have any expectations before. It just kind of all happened uh, organically, I'd say. Yeah. And, and as you, we've hinted a couple of times already that your, your kind of big message on there I mean, you, you you call yourself Mr. Slow, Easy, Comfortable on, on the feed as well. Uh, is this sort of run slow uh, to, to improve your running message? I, I mean, first part of that, the question I wanted to ask is kind of when did you realize that this was a good thing? And, and then secondly, for people, how, how does it how does it work? Because you tell your really casual runner, oh, if you run slower, you'll get a better 5K time or whatever. And they'll be like, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. So part of it is... Um... You know, like a lot of people on Twitter, when they start, they have trouble maybe getting traction with an audience. And so my first kind of uh, viral post was, um, you know, I, I post a lot of these um, these videos of me running and it said, you know, um, you know, your running should look like this 80 percent of the time, slow, easy, comfortable. And then I got like, a, you know, like 100 followers or something. So uh, and, and what I kind of realized is that people people really want that message to that. It's okay to run slow, <laughs> that they have like permission to run slowly and to, um, to enjoy their running. I, I think that's what I didn't realize is like, is how many people struggle with just slowing down, um, and just enjoying their running. I mean, that's, that's really it. So, um, yeah, I've kind of embraced that. That's why I put, you know, Mr. Slow, easy, comfortable, because, uh, I, I get so many, um, you know, replies, comments, DMs about people saying, you know, thank, thank you for, for telling me to slow down. And I say, well, you, you know, you were the one who did it. You just, you know, gave yourself uh, permission. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, I guess, how it, how it evolved. Yeah, it, it, it definitely works as a, as a mantra, really. I mean, I, with my running, I used to, uh, you were talking before you got into the club about blasting out the 5Ks all the time. I, I used to run every run. The idea of going for a run was to go out and whatever distance you were doing, you'd run as fast as you could. That sort of, in my head at that time, for some reason, seemed like a logical idea, a logical thing to do. And of course, I was always getting injured. And I decided a few years ago to try and hit a, uh, uh, a target of a thousand miles for for the across the year, which for some people is huge and for others is probably tiny. But um, the the way to do that, I found, was to just go on uh, a lot slower runs. And suddenly, by um, the latter half of of the year, all of my all of my times, all of my PBs were coming down. I hadn't been injured all year, and and I was like, wow, who'd have thought that this was the the panacea and then obviously I looked and did some research and thought yeah everyone's been saying this and I just didn't notice um yeah but uh why why does that work I mean you obviously sort of preach this mantra as well why 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 would that work it, it seems like it shouldn't yeah well again I I think it's funny because I was so um 
I was so green. I was, I just, I didn't know anything about running my first year. And after my second marathon, um, you know, I, I was, um, you know, I was, I was always upset. I'm like, I should be faster than this. And I just, I remember on some fitness podcast, there was a endurance athlete and he just said, run slowly, just run slow. And so, you know, at that time I just said, okay, I'm going to go out and run slowly. Just like the guy on the podcast says, not worry about, you know, pace. And I just focused on doing a lot. Um, and I, you know, I was running a ton that summer, like I said, maybe eight to 10 hours a week. And it's, yeah, it's just, you know, you, when you, um, do a lot of base building, you know, your, your aerobic base, your capacity for it is, is almost unlimited. Right. So, um, that's really what it comes down to is, is just putting a lot of time into, to building your base. And then once you have a big base built up, then you can, you know, add the speed on top of it. So, um, I guess the best way to describe it is that, you know, like the, use the analogy of like a house or something or a foundation is you, you, your aerobic base is this foundation that you build. Um, and then, you know, that's going to make you a faster runner alone. And then you put kind of the, the speed work on top of that to, um, you know, get your, your best half marathon marathon time. And that speed work, I guess that's things like doing, uh, fartlet or interval training or adding hills to your training and things like that yeah exactly and my my um saying is you know train all systems right so so we're kind of clear you know um total uh like aerobic development so yeah there are you know um weekly intervals that's a staple of mine you know tempo runs um you know putting in marathon pace uh sections in your long runs and that's um that's kind of the art of training, right? Is, is figuring out when you do the faster running, the intensity of how much to do and, and when to do it. Right. Um, you know, as your, as your race approaches, that's, that's what a lot of runners struggle with is they, they do too much, uh, before they need it. Right. And that leads to kind of, you know, injury or overtraining. And I know the other thing which you really, uh, push and talk about a lot is is weight and strength training uh right, right. how how can that help runners because again as runners we're we're terrible we just like to lace our trainers up get out the door and go for a run um and the idea of going to the gym or lifting some weights it's like oh no i don't really yeah <laughs> i think i think one of the main issues is is that people tend to think of weightlifting as just muscles right they think oh you get muscles and I don't need what, what, what do I need muscles for and running, but, but you get so much more from strength training, right? You're, you're strengthening your joints, tendons, bones, ligaments, everything. It's weight getting strong or, or, or weightlifting is I think the number one exercise modality in the world because everyone can benefit from getting stronger, right? Not, not everyone can run. Some people should be, you know, walking to start out or they have injuries, but but everyone can benefit from getting stronger. So, um, you know, and then, and then the other benefits from it and, you know, like a better improved running economy, um, you know, your increases your, you know, your metabolism improves. So the, the way, um, I see it is that when you build a strength base through weightlifting, that allows you to take more stress on your body through kind of increases in, in mileage or a base building. So I think that was one of the reasons 
I was able to improve a lot in a short period of time was because I had been lifting weights for, for years before. So my, my body was kind of ready to do those high mileage weeks. Um, I, I think if people don't have that strength base, that's kind of where their, their body might break down and they get injured. Yeah. And, and am I right in thinking that, I think you hinted at it there, but you don't have to be like lifting some sort of huge weights, like some of these bodybuilders in the gym. It's not necessarily about that. Yeah. It's, it's more about the weight. Um, how do I say it's respective to you. So it's whatever it is. It is good to lift, you know, heavy weight, you know, for example, maybe for you, which is six to 10 repetitions of your maximum. But, you know, the thing with, with weight training is there are so many ways to go about it. You can use machines, you can use, uh, dumbbells, barbells. So it, it's really, it's just all about, um, applying resistance, right. And then, you know, moving with these basic, these movement patterns, right. Uh, squatting, hinging, you know, pulling, pushing. So that's really what you're doing is you're just, just like running as a movement pattern, um, you know, lifting is your, your training movement patterns as well. Hmm. When, when you talk about these kind of things on Twitter, what, what sort of responses do you, do you get? Are, are runners still surprised that actually weight training is part of it? Or do we all sort of really know that, but still don't necessarily do it? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, I think a lot, my impression is that a lot of runners are open to it. They just maybe feel that they're lacking confidence or kind of where do I start? Um, a lot of times I get comments saying, what, what kind of routine should I do? What kind of lifting should I do? They just, you know, cause again, you, you walk into a gym, you see all these bodybuilders, all these weights and machines, you don't know what to do. Right. So that's, I think, um, that that's the impression I get is that a lot of people are actually open to it. They know that it's going to benefit them. They just don't know exactly where to start and which exercises to do. And apologies if this is a bit of a huge question, because I know it probably varies on the person that you're you're talking to, but what are the sort of basics that people should should start with when they're thinking about weight training? Yeah, sure. So the you know, the the most important thing for a runner is having a, a strong posterior chain, right? So it's going to be basically your back, right? Your back your glutes, your hamstrings. Um, that's where, that's where a lot of runners are, are weak. Um, you have a lot of runners who are, um, they basically, they, they get a lot of injuries maybe because they have weak kind of, uh, glutes or hamstrings and causes, you know, like tight hip flexors. So, um, so the, the bait, what's funny is the, the weight training, that runners should do is the weight training that everyone should do. <laughs> it's the same thing that the bodybuilders are doing. It's heavy compounds such as uh, like squats and deadlifts. Those are, I think, the best places to start. And anything that that targets the the legs and and the back um, are very good. You know, bicep curls, <laughs> things like that. Probably don't need so much, but. Um, <laughs> Training, yeah, training the muscles that are going to um, support your running, right? That that's really what they need to focus on. Yeah, yeah, I, I know for for me personally that definitely sorting out those sort of glutes, hamstrings, really tight all the time, and and also the hip flexors is something I have problems with loads. So that's definitely true for for for, for where I am at the moment. 
Yeah. Right. It, it, again, it's everyone. Cause running, running is a, a stressful activity, right? It's that repetitive stress. And what I like to say is it, it exposes your weaknesses. You know, if you have those tight hip flexors or, or whatever, it's running is going to show you where you're weak. And in the way I think about strength training is um, it's an anecdote to weakness, right? Wherever you're weak, it, it doesn't get um, improved. You know, like there, there's a lot of benefits with like stretching and foam rolling, but it doesn't address the, the problem. Strength training is what addresses the problem. So a lot of times when you have a, a weaker type muscle, it, it's something that can be fixed just through um, targeted strength training. Now, one, one of the things I'm sort of aware of when we're having this kind of conversation about running is that, I mean, a lot of what we do is really about being inclusive, everybody running. And some people, particularly new runners, can get quite nervous or a bit scared about this sort of conversation. They're like, oh, yeah, David runs sub three marathons and he does strength training and he does intervals and he does he knows how to do this and that and and they'll get a bit like yeah that's probably not for me i just want to jog around my my part run or do 5k but actually i think the message is that this is good for you whatever level of running you're at and even and as well perhaps especially when you're starting out yeah exactly i mean my the um the run coaching that i do or kind of my the philosophy, how I train and how I um, encourage others to start is always start with a strength base is, is focus on, um, because, you know, the thing about it's just, it's the same thing with running is, is your body will adapt to, uh, some, you know, new stimulus. So in other words, if, if you've never lifted weights before, you're going to gain so much muscle and strength in your first year of doing it. So it really is worth the investment of time um, to to put into to strength training where just, you know, even like three months or something, you're going to see uh, noticeable progress. So. So, yeah, it, it benefits everyone. I mean, again, there's there's no downside to getting to getting strong. There's uh, thousands of benefits to it. So it's it's something that regardless uh it does you don't even have to be a runner it's a, anyone's going to benefit from it yeah mm. and in in terms of of the coaching that that you do um is is that sort of, you do in-person sessions out in in where you are in japan and i think you do some sort of online stuff as well is that is that right yeah i've coached a few people in person and i've started recently coaching more people uh from twitter so i've uh i've you know started kind of promoting my my coaching more so yeah, it's something I, I really enjoy doing um, because, you know, I've as I've come along in my kind of career as a runner and had kind of coaching or, or help from runners more experienced than me and, and learned a lot. Um, I enjoy working with other people who are just kind of beginning their their journey. So it's um, yeah, it's really enjoyable. And uh, so just give you a quick plug. Where, where can people find you if they think, well, I've really enjoyed listening to David talk about those uh, those top tips. Um, I fancy checking them out a little bit more. Oh, sure. Yeah, they can just visit my Twitter um, at, it's uh, at run lift, run lift. So they can just send me, uh, my DMs are always open uh, for anyone who wants to reach out. Uh, that's, that's the only <laughs> social media that I have nowadays. I keep it pretty simple. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always, uh, happy to, to chat with people about where they are in their running. 
Yeah. And in, in terms, just circling back of, of, of your own running, actually, it was one other thing I wanted to, to mention to you, because I think you've done some barefoot running as well. Is that correct? How did you find that? Yeah, it's it's funny. I, so I, um, about a year ago, I moved out to a kind of uh, right by the riverside where there's a big, a big park nearby. And um, yeah, I just, I, I've always taken a very, like, I have a very open-minded experimental attitude towards not just running, like exercise in general. I, I love to kind of like try, try new things. So I don't know, just a few years, a uh, few months ago, I thought, okay, I've got this nice big park nearby. Why don't I try running barefoot in it? And uh, I kind of took a, took a liking to it. It's, it's really nice. So it's actually uh, become kind of part of my my routine now. Oh, brilliant! So, um, I know the the obviously the sort of born to run book. A lot of the barefoot movement comes out of that, doesn't it? But have you have you found that 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 kind of helps you run more more mindfully and then helps your performance? And I guess it helps you run slower as well. Yeah. So <laughs> what I would say is I have I have um, I want people people should be aware that running barefoot or like running with the, like the zero drop shoes or the sandals that actually gets a lot of people injured if they're not able to, um, that you need to, I think, um, do it very like gradually, probably like walk in those shoes first. So, um, so I think with barefoot running, you know, I only do it on grass <laughs> there. There's no way I, I would do it on a road or, or hard surfaces. So, I think it, it's great, you know, if you if you live near some grass or you have some soil or or, you know, like sand that you can run on. But um, I would say be very cautious if you're going to do it, um, you know, out on, you know, concrete or asphalt, because, um, you know, I think it takes a long time for your uh, your feet or your body to adjust to it. And in terms of your your own running goals that that you have now, what what's next on the on the list for you? Is it more, more marathons or or just get faster or? Yeah, I, you know, I think um, so. I, I I took a break kind of after Boston Marathon. I I took about like a two year break. Part of it was you know just with COVID, there weren't a lot of weren't any races, and uh, I was focusing on weight training. So I think since I've come back and started running again last year, it's, it's been more on, um, really just having like a sustainable approach towards running is I want to, I want to run for a long time and stay healthy. Uh, because I think if I had any kind of weakness or deficiency in my training or approach before was I, I, sometimes I did too much or I kind of, I pushed myself too far. So I've really, um, I think that's been my, my main focus coming back is get, get better at training, um, for one. And then, yeah, in terms of goals, I, I would like to, my, my goal to maybe this year or next year would be to run like a sub 250 marathon. Um, if, if I can do that, that'd be great. And, um, yeah, otherwise just, uh, just enjoy running. I, I'm, I, I don't need to, uh, to achieve any, any times or any marks to be happy. I'm, I'm satisfied with, you know, the, the running that I've done so far. So everything that, that happens is, is a bonus, I would say. Cause I, I guess the one thing we've not really talked about is how, how running helps you in your, in your kind of everyday approach to things, because I think it does help a lot of people. Is it become that integral to your, to your life now? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, running is, is just such a great way to, I mean, there's just, there's so many benefits to it. I just think the, um, the resilience that, that it builds is, is huge. And it's just about instilling the habit of, you know, I'm a runner, I'm going to go out and run, even if, you know, the weather is not great, or I don't feel like it. And, you know, you, you push through sometimes when you don't, um, you know, feel great. So it, it's, um, it's just, it's a very rewarding, um, activity is just, just to be in the habit of, of running regularly. And, um, especially, you know, with other things like, like trail running and, um, the social aspect, you know, running with, with friends, um, th there's so many things that I get from it. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to you right now, right. I have a, a Twitter account and all this stuff. All of this is because running, right. Running brought so much into my life. So, um, yeah, I just feel like it's it's an amazing sport with an amazing community globally, um, where you can connect with people. So, I I could I could go well past the time limit talking about all the benefits of it. I guess. Oh, well, David, you mentioned the time limit, so it's probably a good time for us to bring this to a close with running, connecting people across the uh, across the world. So that's pretty cool. Um, so thank you so much for your time today and for uh, for for joining me on Running Tales. Yeah, thank you, Craig. I really enjoyed it. It's great talking to you. Thanks again to David Abbott for joining me today on the Running Tales podcast. If you want to check out David's Twitter account for more running top tips, then his handle is at runliftrunlift. Now, I also just wanted to take a moment to ask all of our wonderful listeners to take some time out to give us a review and a rating wherever you listen to this podcast. Positive reviews mean that Running Tales gets seen by a wider audience. So the more that we get, then the more people get to listen to the inspiring stories of guests like David. Also, if you want to see and hear more of our content, then please be content to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Running Tales Pod, on Facebook, where our page is called Running Tales, or to check out our YouTube channel at Running Tales Pod. Now, you can also subscribe to our newsletter, which is runningtales.substack.com, where you can find written versions of all of these podcasts, as well as articles on a variety of subjects from the world of running and our regular newsletter updates. Thanks as ever for all of your support and I look forward to seeing you on next week's Running Tales podcast.